everybody and welcome back in. I am Oscar Barkas here again with my man Sam McFadden. And welcome to episode 21 of the SOS Fantasy Football Podcast. So I know we have... It's Our, our episode timing has been shaky. Uh, <laughs> we've missed now two Thursday night games. Uh, but hopefully... We'll, we'll do a quick recap of that game, uh, but hopefully you just didn't have to play anyone, except for maybe Melvin Gordon. Yeah, if you played Melvin Gordon, you were happy. Um, <laughs> yeah, to, to, to be fair to us, that game wasn't anything to get excited about in the first place. So, And, you know, busy lives. Uh, we're, we're just happy to be back consecutively for three weeks. Mm-hmm. We're here. Uh, even though we might not be consistent with our days, we will be in your ears before football on Sunday every week. Absolutely. Uh, so we've got some quick questions to get started, uh, and then a much shorter news section, and then we've got some fantasy MVPs that we're going to talk about, and then finally our start sits of the week. Um, and before we do anything, I think we should mention the Titans-Steelers game was postponed to week seven. Yep. And there's a chance that next week's Titans game gets postponed also because more and more cases are popping up in that uh, locker room in mm-hmm. that organization, uh, which is it sucks. But we kind of knew that something like this would eventually happen. Uh, but the league seems to be handling it as well as you can. Yeah, I mean, there's not a whole lot they can do. They can't have a bubble or anything like that. Um, I think for the Titans to be play, I think the deal is that they their players have to test negative twice yeah two consecutive negative tests to get back uh so um yeah i mean if they don't play their game next week where are they playing these games things are gonna get so really interesting. they're gonna i guess they're gonna have to push the playoffs back or something I don't yeah. know. it's gonna get real messy especially and, uh, for fantasy <laughs> more likely than not this is not going to be the only team that this happens to this season so no. just gonna um, have to roll with those punches i will say i'm hoping at least that teams take this as a message to be serious because there's probably a few teams like tennessee that may have been being lax with how they're handling things and hopefully this this they take this as a message to all right we got to get our stuff together uh we got to handle this like every team seems to be so far yeah um but let's hop into these quick questions uh, do you want to do you want to ask yeah, I can, first? I can start us off. So, um, you know, we watched last night's game. It was Brett Rippon versus Sam Darnold. Match of the century, incredible. And Brett Rippon, honestly, he didn't play that bad. He played fine. Yeah, he, he played. He played. He played fine for a guy that was not going to start before. Sure, sure. The third string quarterback wasn't supposed to play at all. My question to you is, and is. Throughout the years, I mean, as long as football's been being played in the National Football League, it's been the case that you see at least 10, 15, 20 backup quarterbacks in the league are just not that good. Yeah. We constantly see quarterbacks. I mean, a, a lot. Of, the popular one right now is Cam. Everyone said no to Cam and signed, you know, that you can go down the Mike list Glennon. of... You can go down the list of, a, of 20 quarterbacks being paid more than him and you'll just laugh at it because it's horrible. Uh, we went through it with Colin Kaepernick. I mean, it, there's co- good quarterbacks out there, and for whatever reason, seem teams to just refuse to yeah. sign people. Um, 
And then I've also seen uh, the more annoying one to me almost is that um, I think it was the uh, the Chargers with Terod Taylor. I liked that as a backup quarterback because he was different. He could run the ball and stuff. You, it makes up for your throwing uh, stuff. But how how can you justify having a backup like Mike Glennon or uh, you know, Joe Flacco on your team? How is that justifiable? So to me, I think a good example of where having kind of an underperforming quarterback as your backup makes sense is with the Browns. They have Case Keenum, who's had a few great years, but as a whole is not the best quarterback. Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, much better options. Sure. But Case plays a very similar game to Baker Mayfield. And so in the case that the team needs to bench Baker or he gets injured, it's a seamless transition. Mm Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the case to be made for that. However, smart teams do the complete opposite. You look at the Ravens back in 2018. Joe Flacco goes down. Immediate transition, seamless transition to Lamar Jackson. Yeah. It was it was a quick, and they changed their entire offensive philosophy mm-hmm. week to week. They didn't even have... I think they had a bye week, I think, to change things up. But... That's what you should do. Like you just said with Terod Taylor, have a have a very different option from Phillip Rivers that you think is going to make your team good even when your starter goes down. Um, so I, I I completely agree. I don't know how teams can justify it. It's just uh, it, good teams uh, to me will sign the good backup quarterback yep. and make it. You can make it work. You can make it work. You have a roster of NFL players. You can make it work with a with a good quarterback. Completely so. agree. Uh, my question to you is also less fantasy related, more real life football related. This morning, or it may have been last night, Stephen A. Smith went off on SportsCenter as he tends to do. Mm-hmm. He was asked the question: Who would you rather have in their primes, guarantee of let's say five years? Patrick Mahomes or Bill Belichick? And I wanted to ask that question to you. Stephen A. picked Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I would also pick Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Um, Bill Belichick is the best coach we've ever seen in football. He's incredible. He does so many things with with uh, with personnel. It's, it's crazy to watch, but Patrick Mahomes is... Uh, this transcendent once in a generation player that is just, the most gifted thrower I've, I've ever seen. You, he can do anything you want. Yeah. You can uh, you can have a lesser coach and still be great with Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes can drag you to a Super Bowl. Yeah. Also, if I'm upper management, the 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 concern for asking this question is, what if your coach is Adam Gase when in the Patrick Mahomes situation? But if I'm making the decision, I'm confident in my abilities to hire at least a competent coach. Yeah, if my if in this scenario I get Patrick Mahomes, but I have to have Adam Gase as my coach, I'll just fire Adam Gase. Yeah, exactly. And bring in someone exactly. else. And you can flip it and say, okay, <laughs> you're you're the you have Bill Belichick, but Mike Glennon is your quarterback. Yeah, it's much harder to find that you know great quarterback. It's much harder harder to find a good quarterback than just to find a good coach. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Well, uh, that wraps up those questions. I did, like I mentioned, I liked bringing in a perspective that was different than fantasy football because, as we always talk about, real-life football is what the game of fantasy is based off of. So it's it's important to have conversations that apply to that. And frankly, I think it makes the game more fun when you're, when you're bought into just regular football on top of fantasy. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, get back to talking about the uh, the matchup that we all were just loving Thursday Night Football picked. I've got two things to say about Thursday Night Football. First of all, why? They always do this. They pick, I mean, the first game of the season, Chiefs-Texans, great. But usually, Thursday Night games suck. The, okay, first of all, Thursday night games shouldn't happen. We shouldn't have a Thursday night game. If anything, we should have two Monday night games every week. That yep. would be much better. No one likes the Thursday night game. It's ridiculous. Teams hate it because yeah. you play on Sunday and then you play on Thursday. It's not enough time to get ready for your matchup. It's ridiculous. Uh, second of all, they do it every time because they they look at the roster and all these teams have to play on Thursday nights. So they match up the good teams with the good teams have good matchups and then all the all the rest are just matched up in these terrible terrible matchups i will say a lot more scoring went on than i thought oh, would happen way more scoring a ton of people lost their money last night on that under so yeah. you know yeah pretty hilarious uh brett ripian led the broncos to 37 points so that's huge the other thing that i wanted to say about thursday night football is frank gore was the starting running back for the jets last night yeah he has been in the nfl longer than thursday night football has been around. yeah i did see that and that is wild which Absolutely it hasn't incredible. been around that long, but still. <laughs> I mean, it's been around as long as I've been watching football. Yeah, yeah. So that man will never, will never leave the league. Unfortunately, Le'Veon Bell is aiming for a, a week five return, so that might be the <laughs> end of the Frank Gore show. Oh, he'll still get work. He'll still get work. It won't be that much, but he'll be on the field. He'll be on the field. You can't keep that man off no, the field. you can't. Come on. He's invincible. Uh, so, other than Melvin Gordon, there was a little bit of fantasy production. Uh, Jerry Judy had a tremendous catch. He mossed Pierre Desir. That was awesome. It was uh, Tim Patrick crazy. went off. Classic. Tim Patrick is going insane right now. So, maybe, I don't know, maybe pick him up. I mean, yeah, with uh, Colin Sutton out is, for the year. He has one extra game, but he is currently like the wide receiver 15. So He also has the blandest name in NFL. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But uh, he might be worth a waiver wire yeah, for, yeah. for the end of your bench. I considered it for DC. sure. Uh, and then the Jets have started 0-4. The Athletic did report that Adam Gase is safe for now. I don't get it. I mean, the only the only explanation is they want the number one pick, and Adam Gase is a good way to get there. Yeah, but you lose to the Broncos with minus. If if at the beginning of the year you said, okay, the Broncos beat the Jets on Thursday Night Football, sure, great, yeah, of course. Von Miller's been hurt. Cortland Sutton's been hurt. Drew Locke didn't play. They didn't think Blake Bortles was ready enough, so they started mm-hmm. Brett Rippon. Yep. Who. Uh, Vic Fangio, the Broncos head coach, didn't even know his name when he was talking about. So yeah, the jet. I mean, upper management must just think, okay, Adam Gase is gonna lead us to zero and sixteen, which he certainly got a shot. I mean, I don't know. 
Adam, all I know is if I am, I don't want Adam Gase anywhere near my team, even if I'm trying to lose. Because I know for a fact if Adam Gase is doing and your goal is to get that number one pick, he's going to find a way to mess that up and he's not going to get the one. And he's also, they're going to win a couple games. He's at, also at bad for team culture. He's, yeah. he's proven that. If you want to lose, just, you know, you can lose. Just get rid of the guy. Yeah. Greg Williams can lose you some games. Just oh, fine. Plenty. As an inter- yeah. as an, uh, yeah, head coach. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, our other news, we talked about the Titans-Steelers getting postponed. They moved some games around. The Steelers and Ravens were supposed to play Week 7. They moved them to Week 8. Uh, and Baltimore was supposed to have a bye Week 8, so they moved that back to Week 7. Doesn't change a whole lot for now. As soon as next week's game potentially gets postponed, then we're in some trouble. Right. Um, but we'll we'll get there when we get there. Uh, we've got a few players, much less, added to IR this week. The only kind of fantasy-relevant guys, if you even want to call them that, are Tariq Cohen and Dallas Goddard. Tariq Cohen is out for the season. He tore his ACL. Uh, really sad, fun gadget player, um, but this does mean more work for David Montgomery. And then Dallas Goddard hurt his ankle. I think it's going to be more than the three-week IR, um, but no no timetable yet. Yeah, the Eagles are going to be bad all year long. Yeah, they have the worst. They have the hardest schedule in the NFL for the rest of the season, and they're going to end up as like a bottom eight team. Oh, by far. So <laughs> I think that uh, Doug Peterson probably loses his job at the end it's of the year. Be really tough. Which is which is sad because I mean. He's proven that he can be a good coach. They won the Super Bowl. Sure. He also has shown that he's not as good as we thought he was. But this year's not fair to pin on him. They have the worst injury luck in football. Also, Carson Wentz is just playing. And Carson Wentz is bad. Really poorly. He's bad. At the moment, is really bad. Um, So, that yeah. And we'll talk about some more Eagles injuries in a second. Alan Lazard has not been put on IR yet, but I think he will. He had surgery yesterday on a core injury and is out indefinitely. Really sad he had the best game of his career last week. Went nuts. Like 145 yards. Yeah. Really talented athlete. (laughs) Uh, But if he's out for a while, you'd think the Packers will probably end up bringing in another option. So who knows? It's really sad. Who knows? Yeah. I, Aaron Rodgers, that was the guy he trusted. So, yep. you know, MVS might be... I mean, MVS is obviously, like, you should definitely be looking at him, but I he don't... He drops it a lot more than Alan. I don't feel did. very comfortable with MVS. Um, I mean, I when is Equinemius St. Brown coming back off of, off of IR? I think it was six to eight weeks, so, so he, he's gonna, still got still a gonna be weeks. a while. Um more work for jake kumaro i guess i it's just is it it's probably just more work for robert tanyan and, probably and uh Devontae adams and mostly Devontae adams and aaron jones yeah. those three those, those three guys uh we've got some guys ruled out already this week chris godwin and leonard fournette got ruled out by the bucks already uh they're playing a tough chargers defense this week chargers are without chris harris jr but um, I I would try and shift away from most Buccaneers. I mean, this will mean more work for a Justin Watson, OJ Howard, Rob Gronkowski, but I think it's Mike Evans or no one. 
uh, and then Tom Brady's. It's a tough week for him. So if you've got another option, I'd probably stay away. Yeah. Deshaun Jackson was also ruled out for at least the week. He pulled his hamstring. We all knew he was going to be out eventually, but... Here it is. He made him more weeks than he did last year. <laughs> and he'll come back this year, which is good. Yeah. Uh, but, man, Carson Wentz, it's Zach Ertz, Miles Sanders, and no one. I Greg mean, Ward. Greg Ward will get some work. Boston Scott, you'd figure, probably get some work at wide receiver. He'll have to. Uh, it's tough. Yep. Uh, we've got two wide receivers from the uh, Las Vegas Raiders out for the week, or doubtful so far, not showing up at practice. Henry Ruggs and uh, Brian Edwards, I'd say both probably do not suit up. Yeah, I, 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 it's a very slim chance that either of them plays. Yep. And even if they do, I wouldn't play them. They are playing the Bills. Um, we'll talk about that game later. And then we've got a lot of players missing from practice today. And Friday is usually the, the day of... It's the most telling day, yeah, it's for the, sure. It's the deci- decision day. DeAndre Hopkins missed practice. Mike Williams, Terry McLaurin, Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas was iffy to start the week. I would be uh, shocked if he played. Mike Williams, same boat. Uh, the two kind of shockers were DeAndre Hopkins and Terry McLaurin. I would have some other options on board to play instead of those right. guys. Yeah, I. It's just uh, it's if they have limited practice on Friday, usually you can still kind of be iffy. But when they don't practice, when they're not practicing at all on Friday, it's usually pretty tough. But uh, I will say both of these playing. guys are can be argued as the best player on their team. Sure, sure. So with those players, teams will usually make them a game-time decision. If this was, like Mike Williams is going to be out. Yeah. But DeAndre Hopkins, Terry McLaurin, there's a chance that they play, but do have some other options on board. And then finally, we've got some good injury news. Chris Carson and George Kittle are both likely to play. Kittle, as you know, has been out for the last two weeks after getting injured week one. They were taking it slow. He said something like he's ready to rock. He mm-hmm. he's he is he's wants to get out and feast. So right. that's good. And then Chris Carson got rolled up on actually a pretty dirty tackle by uh, Cowboys defensive tackle Tristan Hill. Gator roll. Um, luckily, it looks like he's going to play, but I would say he's going to be pretty limited this week. So if you've got Carlos Hyde, maybe play him or look another way. But that wraps up our news. You have anything you want to add there, or we want, we want to keep it moving? Just the last thing about Hopkins, Mike Williams, McLaurin, Michael Thomas. They're all playing at noon, uh, so you can make them a last-minute decision. Which just, is good. Just be yeah. wary uh, yeah. if, they're, if they're made out. Be watching. Uh, but let's hop into our fantasy MVPs. We both picked one that has been the MVP so far. And then one who we think is going to be the MVP the rest of the season. Uh, this isn't like the best, the highest scoring player. Usually that's quarterbacks. Um, but this is this is players that we think are team defining. Right. Uh, and I'll, uh, I'll hop in first here. Um, my fantasy MVP so far, it's got to be Calvin Ridley. 
And this uh, is a last minute change. I yeah. will say, I've, I've, I've a little behind the scenes look. Sam is changing his answers in front of me. Right, ac- ac- actually, as we speak. So I, I had it as someone else who I'll talk about in a little bit. Um, but I, I thought about it, and Calvin really has been as good as anyone could have possibly dreamed he would be through a, a couple games this season. He's, he's been helped by some Julio injuries. Sure. But I don't think he's even, I don't think he's even been helped that much yeah. by that. He's been absolutely lights out. You watch his you watch him play, it's ridiculous. Um yeah, uh, he's always open. He's getting targeted like a madman. He's catching everything. He's getting touchdowns. He's doing everything you could hope for. And he's the number one wide receiver by far by you know by over 10 points he's the yep. number one wide receiver over tyler lockett and uh it's not going to slow down like, no that's the the greatest thing is it's he's out there for every play he's been targeted a ton he, he, matt ryan loves him he's going to get yards he's going to get touchdowns you can count on this guy and he's winning you weeks every single week and so. the best part in my mind is that the falcons are bad yeah and they're going to have to throw the ball a ton, mm-hmm. which is kind of how the Falcons have always been. It's, they're always going to have a really good offense to uh, make up for their really bad defense. Uh, but, yeah, Ridley's been a monster, and I think that continues. Um, and, and one more thing before I say my fantasy MVP. To me, this is kind of – I'm not going to call it a passing of the guard yet because Julio is still going to be really good. But if you remember, for Julio's first – five or six years in the league, Roddy White was on the team. Mm-hmm. He was a Falcon, and he was the 1A to Julio's 1B. Yep. And Julio started slow in the league. He had a few years where it was like, was this guy worth the number seven overall pick? I think he was. Yep. Uh, and then he took off. And now he's considered one of the top five receivers in the league. Calvin Ridley, kind of same boat. Started slow. He had some catching issues some fumbling issues maybe and has been lights out this year uh i think pretty soon we'll start calling him the 1a to hey, julio's 1b if if i would put my money down right now if i had to uh on calvin ridley on a per game basis once julio gets back having more fantasy oh for sure game. and it's touchdowns so, there really um, you know i Cal- calvin ridley is the dude right now yep. until further until anything changes. Have your year, Calvin. Uh, my MVP so far, he's not the highest scoring scoring quarterback. That would be Russell Wilson. But he's number two. Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. He, I, I think he's the odds favorite to win MVP like of the NFL this year right now. After three good weeks. I think it's Russ, but I think Josh Allen oh, is right, number you're two. Oh, right, you're right. Uh, he's had a lights-out year. 300-plus yards passing every week. We talked about him last week. We talked about the tough matchup. Didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Bills probably shouldn't have won that game against the Rams, I they will shouldn't. say. They shouldn't have. Uh, they were awarded some uh, some help by the officiating, but doesn't matter. Josh Allen, super good. Uh, he's he. We knew he was going to provide a rushing floor because he's good. He's He can scoot. Uh, but he's got he's had some really great passing days already, and he's been helped by Stefan Diggs, Cole Beasley, uh, John Brown's out for a little bit, but he's been helped by him also. Uh, I 
I was mad when I wasn't able to draft him in our league, uh, and I think that I will continue to still be mad. Yeah, the the best part of him, so like, because I thought about him for my fantasy MVP so far as well, is because he was drafted so late. Yeah, he's the, he's the Lamar Jackson last year. He's it's such an advantage over him. We always, uh, you know, we're barking all the time late round QB, and he's the epitome of it. Yep. So. Um, it feels like there's one of these guys every year, and this is his year, and he's going up. He looks super accurate. He's looking way more accurate. Stefan Diggs looks like it was a freaking steal for them. It was the perfect move. Um, so it's it's awesome to watch. And the Bills, the Bills are one of the most fun teams to watch yep. in the league right now. So yep. it's wonderful. Uh, and I'll, I'll go ahead and mention my rest of season MVP also. And that would be Alvin Kamara. Um, I he, he would be the MVP so far also, just because he's been nuts. Meanwhile, a lot of the other running backs have gone down to injuries. I just wanted to bring up Josh Allen's name. Uh, but Kamara, I mean, this the, the, his rest of the season schedule is... So they have a bye in week six, and then it's the Panthers, mm-hmm. the Bears, whose rushing defense has been worse, Tampa Bay... Tough run defense. The 49ers, whose run defense has been worse because they've had so many injuries. The Falcons. The Broncos had a lot of injuries. The Falcons, again. Eagles, tough run, rushing defense. And then the fantasy playoffs is the Chiefs, the Vikings, the Panthers again. Yeah. He's been he's been crazy good so far. He's, I mean, he's putting up like 30 points a week right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can blow up. He had like 40 this past week. Yep. Uh, and I, I, I just think it continues the rest of the season. I think he's going to get, I mean, um, he's going to get a bunch of work. Drew Brees can't do a whole lot, but he can get the ball to Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas when he gets back and gets healthy. Um, I think that Michael Thomas coming back, uh, I don't think it'll hurt him that much. I, I think, I, I mean, obviously I don't think he's going to average 30 points a game, no. but... <laughs> But I mean, he'll be. I think he's a lock to get over fifteen every every week. Yeah. So, which is more than you can ask of anyone. Um. So he's certainly blown up my expectations for him. I've always not been that big a. I've always been like a take it easy on Alvin Kamara guy, but he's certainly the most valuable asset in fantasy right now. So, you know, I I can't see any reason except for a injury which you can't i mean that's just like a that's that would just be a freak thing that would stop him from being a top three guy at the end of the season yep so um uh all right so my rest of season fantasy mvp is none other than the jaguars running back undrafted free agent james robinson who's absolutely been lining up the league ever since he started he's been breaking records for undrafted uh rookies uh rookie running backs um he is he went undrafted in the NFL draft and he went largely undrafted except for maybe round 16 or something in fantasy drafts um, and he has been and he is besides not counting Mama Gordon who has an extra game uh, he's he's the number five running back yeah. uh, on the season so he's been more than he's been the big wave wire pickup for sure so far he's been the best one oh yeah uh, by far. Um, every year, there's a couple of waiver wires that are huge pit hits. Mike Davis was one has been one of them, but James Robinson uh, certainly uh, is in. It certainly has the lead right now for best waiver wire pickup of the season. Um, and 
it really all it really all comes down to him being that undrafted guy. That's we talk about. There's these certain areas where you can get an advantage, and certainly drafting is a good area. If you can draft well, that's a great leg up. But you win your leagues through trades, through waiver wire, playing the waiver wire, all of that stuff, picking your matchups. That's that's all stuff. That's all stuff. Um, and I, with James Robinson, I got him for free in every yeah. every place that I got him, and I'm. And I'm sure most people, most got, him people for got him for free. Basically nothing, unless they d- waited until after week one to pick him up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he's gotten really close to a hundred percent of the carries for the team. He's been targeted. He's done a lot with those targets. He has. He's uh, in the top ten in broken tackles. Uh, he's playing really well. He's so good. I and, don't know how he didn't get drafted in the NFL. <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't make any sense looking at him now. Um, the bottom line is he will be a top 15 running back at the end of the season and you got him for free and you got him for free yeah so that's that's the kind of stuff that helps you win a championship and before we get into our uh start sets that we're gonna we do every week i want to mention one last thing sam just said you win your league through trades and right now is the buy low window this is when you find potential fantasy mvps people are panicking people are panicking about Kenyon drake about joe mixon about ty hilton i mean there's a dj moore Mm -hmm. there's plenty of guys that have not lived up to where they were drafted and this is when you go try and trade for them and win your league because you got you you traded a I don't know, Miles Gaskin, who's been pretty good so far, yep. for Joe Mixon, who's been pretty bad, and you win your league. Also, uh, a good way to take advantage of some trade trading, one way I really like to do it is trading for injuries. You know, yep. Christian McCaffrey is a great, if you can get him, that's like the, that's the you know golden example. If you can get Christian McCaffrey at a discount, have him come back in four or five weeks, He's going to be Christian McCaffrey yeah. when he comes back, so you'll be incredibly well off. But um, more realistically, players like uh, Debo Samuel, who I, I actually just traded for in a, in a league. Um, uh, uh, I actually just traded for and he's about to come off of injury in the next week or two, and he's going to be good when he comes, comes back. And I got him for uh, for a discount because he's been injured. So you know, take advantage of uh, those places when you can. A hundred percent agree, uh, and this is this is your window for all of these players is the next couple weeks uh, leading up to the trade deadline, because as long as these players play under what they were supposed to be, you can get them for under their value. Uh, all right, let's hop into these start sets before we close it out. You want to get us started over there? Yeah, I can start us off. First game: Browns Cowboys. My Cowboys. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna be starting Kareem Hunt in this game, and I'm also gonna be starting uh, Jarvis Landry. Uh, if you guys have watched the Dallas Cowboys, their defense has not looked great uh, in any level of the game. Jarvis Landry has also not looked super great. No. But if you remember last year, he had the same slow start. He was the wide receiver 58 through three weeks, and then he through the rest of the season he was a wide receiver 14 or something like that. Yeah. Incredible. Uh, so I think he's heating up. I think he's going to have a good week against the Cowboys. They're going to have to throw the ball. Um, yes. Because the Cowboys are going to be scoring. I think that only helps Kareem Hunt. Kareem I Hunt's think it does also, also. going to catch some passes. Um, 
Nick Chubb should be fine. Don't Nick Chubb will be fine. He will be fine. But Kareem Hunt's gotten a ton of touches. He, he's averaging over 15 touches a game. Play him. Play him, 100%. Uh, and I will say he did show up on the injury report this week, but he's he's playing. So uh, he might be a little bit more limited, but for sure it's, it's going to be a high-scoring game. The next is the Vikings-Texans. And the Texans, I will say... As bad as their defense has looked, and as bad as the team's been, I mean, it's their own three against three really good teams. Mm-hmm. They're pretty good at taking away your number one option. Yeah. Week one, they took away the ability of Patrick Mahomes to throw it down the field. What the Chiefs do, let Claude Edwards-Alaire loose. Yep. Week two, they stopped the they stopped Lamar Jackson from being able to run outside the pocket, mm-hmm. from be able, being able to create plays. So the other running backs yeah. took care of it. So I mean, the, the, they're they're going to find a hole in the Texans' defense, but the Texans will take away your number one option, and the Vikings' number one option is Dalvin Cook. Absolutely. Uh, so they're they're going to focus on the running game, and I think that'll open things up for the passing game. Start everyone. Start. Uh, start Jeff and Justin Jefferson. If you need a st- spot start at tight end, you could look Kyle Rudolph's way maybe, but for sure start Adam Thielen. That's my start this week. I, I 100% agree with Thielen. I mean, you might be feeling down on Thielen, but don't panic on Adam Thielen. He will be just fine. Yeah. He's going to score a touchdown. He's going to get yards. Uh, all right, Colts-Bears is our next game, and I'm, I'm starting David Montgomery. Uh, I'll, I'll in on this one. First of all, he's he hasn't been bad. No. I mean, last week he only had like seven points, and he played really poorly while Mitch Trubisky was in the game. And then he kind of turned it up once Tariq Cohen was uh, off the field and once Nick Foles was on the field. Um, and I, I'm starting him here because uh, the Colts' defense has been really good. Number, yeah. number one in d- defensive DVOI in the season right now. Uh, really good. But... Uh, Montgomery's going to get quite a bit of work. He's going to get a bunch of carries. He's going to get more, a little more receiving work now that Tariq Cohen's hurt. And I think Nick Foles is better at quarterback than Mitchell Trubisky. So really? uh, I'm all in on the mystery of this team right now. Uh, if you're going to play Montgomery one week, do it now. You know? I mean, I'm, I'm in on him for the rest of the season. Uh, I do think the Colts win this game, though. Yeah. Next game is the Jags-Bengals. Uh I'm starting everyone. I think this is going to be a fun game, which is funny to say because going into the season, this might not seem that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of these offenses have looked pretty good. Both of these defenses have looked pretty bad. Uh, I'm starting Gardner. I think he's going to have a much better week than he did last week. I'm starting Joe Burrow. He's been great so far. Oh, yeah. All the options you can think of, whether it's James Robinson, Joe Mixon, uh DJ Chark should be better this week. AJ Green, T. Higgins. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm starting everyone. Oh yeah, I, I completely agree. These offenses won't have any uh, any problems marching down the field. Uh, I think it should be a pretty high scoring one. Uh, all right, Saints versus Lions. I'm sitting any Lions RB that I have on, that I'm unfortunate enough to have on my team right now. Until and that's moving forward. Unless it is a cheese matchup, I am. I am out on those guys until one of them breaks away, and I'm not sure that'll happen this season. I don't think it happens so, this season. So, you know, Adrian Peterson got most of the work. DeAndre Swift barely even played last week. I don't feel comfortable playing no. anyone. 
especially against the Saints. And now that Kenny Galladay is back and looking healthy, this team's going to throw the ball way more than they oh, yeah. run it. Oh, yeah. Uh, next game we got here is the Seahawks-Dolphins. This should also be a pretty fun game. I'd say the Dolphins is the better defense in this game. Uh, uh, yeah, probably. And and that's even with Jamal Adams playing, and he's not this week. Uh, and so my start is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitzmagic, baby. He was Love he's, it. he's been good so far. Oh, he's, he's been he's, great. And, and it's not stopping this week. I think the Seahawks are... A, uh, allowing like 430 yards of offense per week so far this season. Sounds like a Fitzmagic game. And this is a Fitzmagic game. And what's going to suck is he might look really bad, and this is going to be a bad take. <laughs> he's going to, we're all in on him now, yeah. and so he's going to play bad. Falls off. But I think this is going to be a, an, another fun game. I'm starting most options, but. Fitzmagic is the uh, under-the-radar kind of streamer. Right. Yeah, it goes without saying, you like Fitzmagic this much. Uh, Devontae Parker, Preston Williams, Mike Kosicki. All in. Fire him up. Yeah. Uh, all right, Chargers, Buccaneers. I'm, uh, I'm going to sit Joshua Kelly this week. He's been great, uh, but the Buccaneers are a really good run defense. Really good. Uh, and I think the Chargers are going to be down in this one. They're going to need to throw the ball. I think Austin Eckler is fine because they're going to yeah. be throwing the ball. He'll get uh, he'll get some receiving work. But uh, Joshua Kelly, unless he is, unless they're on the one or two yard line, they put him in for some goal line work. I think he's going to have a really tough time getting points here. Yeah, I'm I'm probably sitting most Chargers actually. Uh, you probably have to play Keenan Allen and Austin Eckler, but. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a tough, tough week for most of them. And Josh Kelly fumbled last week and was out pretty much the rest of the game. Yep. So he might still be in the coach's doghouse, which means more work for Eckler. This next game, we've got the Ravens versus the football team. This is a quick... Uh, the Ravens didn't have to travel very far for this one. And they're going to win this game by so many <laughs> points. Chase Young's not playing. Yep. Uh, and that defensive front's still pretty good in Washington, but not good enough. Not good enough, and they're they're just gonna. It's gonna be a run game. I, as bad as the you've you've as much as you've probably hated owning one of the Ravens ball carriers. This is their week. Uh, so start start those guys if you need to. But I am sitting Hollywood Brown. Um, He's, it's not a passing week for Lamar, and he hasn't been that good so far anyway. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't really disagree with you. Um, but I do think, I mean, that it, we should say just Lamar is not someone you should be panicking on. No. Lamar, no. Lamar will be fine. He won MVP last year. Yeah. He's really good. He's super good. He's just, sure, uh, he's last week he looked, start. Last, last week he did not look great, and the week before that he didn't need to do anything yeah. to win the game, so... Just sit tight. You'll be fine. Uh, all right, Cardinals-Panthers. I'm starting basically everyone unless it's Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, or Andy Isabella. Um, the Panthers' defense is not that great. You no. can, you'll get yards. Kyler Murray is fantastic. He'll be throwing it. DeAndre Hopkins will get most of the work. Kenan, if he plays. Yeah, if he plays. Yeah, that's true. If, if he doesn't play, then I'm fine putting in Kirk or Fitz trying to fill in that spot. Yeah. But if Hopkins is in... He's going to get most of the receiving work. Kenyon Drake is going to have a great game against the Panthers. And I, I, 
I think one of these guys is going to have a good game. Yeah, it's just hard to pick. Who's it going to be? Yeah. You know? So I, I'm uh, I'm if, trying to pivot away from that. I will say if Hopkins, you just said this, if Hopkins doesn't play and you have to play one of these guys, play him. Yeah. I, you, you, you've got a much better odds of picking the right guy if Hopkins doesn't play. But Certainly. Uh, I, I do agree. Start anyone but those guys. This is going to be another fun game. Not so much of a fun game. It's going to be the Giants versus the Rams. Uh, I was so in on Danny Dimes this year, and he's just looked bad. Uh, and I was in on him last week, and he looked bad. He's just, he can't keep the turnovers down. Mm-mm. He's fumbling still. He's not making good reads in the passing game. Uh, I think the Rams win this game pretty easily. And Daniel Jones, I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm sitting for future for future until other, until, until he's done. Well. Otherwise, yeah. yeah. Uh, I have nothing to add. I agree with everything you say. Just that uh, this is my vote for biggest blowout of the week. Uh, yeah. All right, Patriots Chiefs, wonderful game. This should be super exciting. Um, but I'm sitting to kill Harry. I'm sitting to kill Harry. Uh, in the last couple games I've watched him, he looks so slow. He's not. He, he looks. He looks so like he looks like slow. Rob Gronkowski. But he's not as good. <laughs> And, and, and he got and he eight targets. Walk. He got eight yeah. targets in week two, which is or eight receptions yep. in week two, which is wonderful. But he didn't have that great a game. No. He had an okay game with it. And last week he was basically non-existent. Yep. Uh, and uh, also, I just want to make a note to say Rex Burkhead, Sonny Michelle had wonderful games. Be wary of Pat, Pat running backs. Uh, James White's coming back. He's back. Uh, he's going to play. Damian Harris is coming uh, back. Damian Harris is coming back soon. And uh, all those guys are fine. All those guys are capable yeah. of having good weeks, but you can't count on them. No. You can't count And them. this has been a lesson you should have known for all your years of playing fantasy football. Yep. Even the year that LeGarrette Blunt had 20 touchdowns or whatever it was, you were happy with him because you got at a minimum of six points on a week. Yep. But other than those touchdowns, he wasn't very good. I mean, it's... Bill Belichick likes to use his running backs in different situations, and it's never that good for fantasy. Absolutely. Uh, Bill's Raiders, I think that this is going to be another pretty good call at a blowout. Uh, The Raiders started hot with two wins, lost last week. I think they lose again, uh, especially down some receiving options. I will say... They're gonna have to throw the ball to someone, so I'm starting Darren Waller. Another guy I'd like to bring up is Hunter Renfro, and then for the Bills, John Brown's out. If you need a spot start, you're uh, you you know you you're down Deontay Johnson or Corey Davis from the Titans game. Uh, Cole Beasley should suit up and play pretty well. He had a good week last week. Yeah. I'm playing him again this week. Yeah, I'm I'm cool with that as a flex uh, flex in Beasley. That's fine. All right, my last game of the week: Eagles 49ers. I'm uh, I'm starting Greg Ward. You have to, and only because well, he had a good game last week. Uh, that's fine. It's because he might be the only healthy receiver come Sunday. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey's working back, but I wouldn't be. I don't think you can call him healthy. No. Uh, Deshaun Jackson is not going to play. Out. Um, JJ JJ Arcega Whiteside is hurt. Uh, I believe their fourth or fifth wide receiver, whose name is eluding me, it came down with an illness uh, yesterday. Oh, no. Jim Hightower. Yeah, he came yep. down with an illness. 
within the last 24 hours, and he's not supposed to play. So it is very Jeez. possible that Greg Ward is the only receiver on their roster during this game. So yeah. he's going to get targets. He, he has will. to. So, you know, I'm fine trying to flex him here. If you if you can't play him this week, you'll, you'll never be able to play him. No. Uh, I will also say the Eagles are starting 0-4. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, next game, we got the Falcons and the Packers. This is going to be... I mean, the Packers' defense is pretty good, but I think this is an offensive shootout. I will say I'm going to sit a player on one of these offenses, and that would be Todd Gurley. Uh, the Packers' run defense is where they really get make their money. Uh, they've, they've shut down every running back they've played this so far this year, and Todd Gurley has not been very good. Everyone else in this game, you're playing. Devontae Adams, of course. Yeah. Julio, if he's healthy, and I think he is. Calvin Ridley. Even Hayden Hurst. Uh, Aaron Jones, of course. But I'm sitting Todd Gurley. I will bring up Marquez Valdez-Scantling again. Sam mentioned him earlier. Alan Lazard is out indefinitely. And Marquez, though he drops the ball quite often, Aaron Rodgers is going to have to throw the ball to someone besides... Devonte and yeah. I think he could have a few big touchdowns, at least one. You know, Absolutely. eighty yards and a touchdown is definitely not out of the question. Sure, but that wraps us up. Uh, I'm I'm really grateful for y'all for sticking around another week. Uh, we, uh, it's always a fun time recording this with you. Yeah, uh, it's it's a blast to be able to do this for you guys. Uh, thank you for listening to episode 21, and we'll see you guys next week.